This podcast from Teacher Magazine is supported by Bank First. Bank First is proud to support the financial well-being and professional development of the education community. Visit bankfirst.com.au to find out how they can help you reach your financial goals. Hello, and thank you for downloading this podcast from Teacher Magazine. I'm Dominique Russell. In this episode of Global Education, I'm joined on the line by Dr. Louise Van Rin from Cape Town, South Africa. She's the founder of a program named Partners for Possibility, which pairs business leaders with principals for a 12-month structured leadership development program. The program was recognised internationally after winning a WISE Award for innovative solutions to education challenges and their positive social impact. Approximately 20,000 schools in South Africa, Dr Van Rin says, are under-resourced and their principals tend to be unequipped with essential support. They often find themselves being slowed down by dealing with unfamiliar financial and HR matters, when, at the same time, the 5,000 well-functioning schools in the country tend to be supported by a network of people around them who offer expertise in these organisational leadership tasks so they can spend more of their time concentrating on the students. Dr Van Rin joins me on the line now to explain how Partners for Possibility is increasing the leadership capacity of school principals. So I'm a homecomer. I returned to South Africa after living in the UK and um, my background is organizational development and leadership development. So when I arrived back in South Africa, I wanted to be part of trying to address some of these significant issues facing South Africa. Um, But I'm not an educator, so I needed to find something that I could do with my skill set, which is not the traditional education skill set. Um, and I had a very strong sense that, um, you know, the work that I was doing with with corporate leaders to support them through leading change and developing their organisations is something that's definitely required in um, education. So, so I started out by asking a group of principals whether one of them would partner with me and pilot this idea, test it with me. So, Ridwan Samudin. Um, the principal of Kalamaya Primary was excited about the idea and he and I became partners in April 2010. At that time, it wasn't, we did, there was no structure to the process. It was just two people trying to figure out how to be in partnership with each other across traditional functional boundaries and, and, and um, sexual boundaries. So um, it was an amazing experience for both of us. And so toward the end of that year, I said to a group of people, why don't you all do this? Why don't we all go and work with a principal and then we can support them and, you know, let's see where this all goes. And by, by December that year, when we all came back to kind of debrief on the experience, I realized that it's not something that we can just do. You can't just say to people who haven't got organizational development experience, go and be a, you know, organizational development support person to a principal, that you would have to build in a, a um, development program. So that's why we, we then created this uh, year-long development program with lots of support to both the business leader and the principal, um, a specific curriculum of courses um, with, with 
affect community of practice meetings. So we've created a, we've taken that experience, that initial experience, and we've created something that's now um, been rolled out to 858 schools around the country. The partnership between the two is usually at least for one year. In practical terms, what does the pair do throughout the year? So the the idea is um, that the the business leader will bring some of what's required, some additional support, some, um, but but also that the business leader will help to mobilise that support from the wider community. So in order to get to a point where the principal and the business leader have enough trust between them to enable the business leader to to kind of make that kind of contribution, a, a big part of our initial part of the process is just to, to develop trust and to strengthen the relationship and make sure because we we come from a from a, a background of colonialism and apartheid and we did not want to do this in a in a kind of typical patriarchal top-down patronizing way because there's too much of that happening so we needed to find a way of creating a generative adult-to-adult respectful reciprocal relationship between these two partners and and the first, so the first four months of the program is just about that it's about developing that relationship of trust so that they, they, they attend a workshop together as as a as a pair which is really just helping them to be in a in an equal partnership so that there isn't that we don't default to that traditional story that says business leaders know and that you know they have they have more power in the relationship the, the idea here is that these are two human beings working together and we specifically don't uh, we very rarely we have there's been the odd occasion that we have done it and every time we've done it we're not sure that it's a good thing but we specifically don't work with people with lots of education experience we want business leaders who don't know about education so that they don't even for a moment think that they can come into the school and try and tell the principal what to do. Their job is not to tell the principal anything. Their job is to support the principal and be in their corner and have their back and be their friend because it's a very lonely, very difficult job. So the first four months is about building that relationship. They then attend another two-day course, which is around, okay, so we've now got the relationship. Um, and, and every six weeks on this whole journey, the whole first year, they, they meet as a community of practice. So in the community of practice, there would be 10 principal and 10 business leaders, who will be, and that will be facilitated by a learning process facilitator that's, that, that we um, appoint. Um, and that person makes sure that the, that the relationship is on track and that there's shifts happening both in terms of the individual, so we, we say we work on three levels simultaneously. It's about the individual transformation, it's about the, the transformation in the relationship and making sure that the relationship becomes strong enough for them to, to do work together, and then the last shift is about the work, so it's I and the we and the work. And the work starts in kind of month four after they've done flawless consulting, and it's specifically around creating the enabling environment for sustainable change at the school. So it's about priming that environment for, 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 for the next change, which might be something like um, you know, implementing IT in the school or, or focusing on, on grade three literacy or whatever the issue is that they decide to deal with. Um, and we've identified four key enablers for that. Uh, the first one is a school principal who is confident and energized to lead, because we've realized that most of our principals are not confident and energized to lead. 
Um, secondly, um, a, a, a school management team that's aligned and cohesive. We, we know from business that that's a critical key you know, area that needs to be in place. But what we found is that in most of the schools, um, because the principals don't come from that background and they've never been part of a functioning school management team themselves, they don't have a model for what does that look like. So we work on developing the, the cohesiveness and, and, and functionality of the school management team. The second key enabler. The third enabler is around teachers being energized and motivated because, again, in many of our schools, our teachers have just given up the will to live. I mean, it's hard. They, you know, they have large class sizes. Kids are not uh, able to read well. Um, the, the facilities are not, are not, you know, in many of the schools, facilities are not on par with what we see in the well-resourced schools. And so our job in this, we, we, we are working with the principal to say that ultimately your job is to motivate and energize these teachers. You may have thought, because of your previous experience, that your job is to you know, manage and control and tell the teachers what to do, but actually that's not going to give you the outcome that you want. What you want is you want to energize and motivate the teachers. And then the business leader, because most of the business leaders have worked on you know, employee motivation and engagement, et cetera, in their own organization, bring some of that, those tools into the session. So that's the third outcome. And then the fourth outcome is to get the community engaged and to mobilize additional support to the school so that the principal and the educators don't feel so desperately lonely and unsupported. Who exactly is part of the school community? Is it purely parents or are you targeting others as well? Well, we're targeting... Um, the parents as a starting point, because what we found is that in many of the under-resourced schools, um, the history, historically, the parents have not been part of the community. They've not felt, as a, they've not felt that they, they have a role to play. So our job now is to, to shift that from uh, principals um, um, dealing with parents as if they're children who need to be told and, you know, who need to be reprimanded because they're not doing what they should be doing, to, to developing a, a more constructive, more generative relationship, a partnership between the educators and the principals. And that requires some work. Um, so, so then I've just received a message this morning from one of the business partners who has, who has just mobilized the whole of the local town to get involved in the school. So there's the photocopying company, and then there's a company who's helping with, with um, uh, drug issues, and then there's another company who's helping with psych psychological issues, and then he's got money from this organization to, to help with fixing the fence, because the fence is a problem, and now he's, he's working with the principal to, to mobilize funding so that they can put in computers. And So that's the idea. The idea is that um, the business leaders typically have a network. So... Um, you know, one of the things that this business leader did is he um, he also realized that the toilets are not, the sanitation facilities are not on par, and he's gone out and got some funding and then mobilized the parents to help use that funding to make sure that they could clean the toilets and make it look nice for the children. Um, so, so business leaders have networks, and then they reach out to their networks, and the networks are typically the local business community, but also the faith-based communities. We have thousands of churches in South Africa, and uh, we feel that all these churches have a role to play and all, you know, different kinds of faith-based communities. Um, and then um, elders in the community. So there are people who are retired, but, they're not, but they still have lots to offer. And we want to bring them to the school. So at Kanamaya Primary, the school where I work, uh, there is a, a, a gra Grannies for KPS, Kanamaya Primary School, um, 
community. And these grannies each have a job. The one's job is to make sure that the garden is beautiful and the other one's making sure that that the teachers feel loved and the other one has a job to, you know, engage with the parents and run the Saturday program, etc. So so it's really about looking at who where where are the local assets. So it's based on asset based communities. It says every community has many assets and these assets are underutilized. And through this program we are mobilizing assets to come and you know, so that the school becomes a centre of community. A target for Partners for Possibility is to have significantly improved education outcomes for all children in the country by 2025. How will you go about starting to measure the impact? So that's been an interesting journey for us because, again, because of my background in organisational development, I knew that it would be a, a big mistake to start the process by targeting education outcomes because that feels like an imposed measurement rather than something that the community can claim and own. So we, um, our belief, our, our theory of change when we started it was that if the principal becomes confident and energized to lead, if the community gets involved, if the parents are more active, you know, and the school management, if you have all those engaged, those, those key um, factors in place, then that group of people can come together and go through a strategic planning process and decide what it is that they want to work on. And uh, that, that has been born, that's been proven time and time again, that when a school community um, mobilize themselves, have a vision, look at where they are, decide here's what we're going to focus on, and they choose something like improved academic outcomes, which inevitably will come. It's not always the very first thing that, that you know, it's not maybe not the, the thing that they want to work on the first year, because the first year they might want to work just simply on uh, all the, the strife in the, in the teaching body. And they know they're not going to be able to work together as a cohesive team on education outcomes until they've dealt with some of those um, impediments. So, um, but what we have recently done is we've gone back to 36 schools that, that um, where the principal joined in 2013-2014. So that's kind of three to four years ago. And we, we looked at what happened in their results and we just chose an arbitrary, you know, we said let's look at what happened in the grade three literacy results because that's an that's issue that we all care about. Now, you have to remember that we didn't start in any of those partnerships said we're going to work on grade three literacy. We said we're going to work on strengthening the, capacity, the leadership capacity and the functionality at the school. But guess what? In 30, 30 of the 36 schools, the literacy results have gone up and it's significantly higher or in, the improvement is significantly more than in the schools where um, we went, we, the, partner, the principal didn't have a partner. And then when we, when we went back and looked at why did that happen? We did an in-depth case study into 10 of the schools. He said, why did that happen? We found that um, every single school had a different way. They, they each chose their route, the route that, that they felt committed to and that they could walk on rather than some cookie-cutter solution that came from head office that says, you must now all do these following 10, ten things because human beings don't like that. So, so what um, Harvard, the Harvard School of Education did some work to say, what is the most impactful thing we can do for the children in the school? And they said, um, we can work with the adults. Because when we work with the adults in a school, children will benefit. And we've seen that time and time again. 
and we and and ultimately working with the adults has a lot more of a sustainable systemic impact than working directly with the children. That's all for this episode. To keep listening or to download all of our podcasts for free, whether it's from our series on behaviour management, global education, school improvement, teaching methods, action research or the research files, just visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes or soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen ACER. The full transcript of this podcast is available at teachermagazine.com.au. That's where you'll also find the latest articles, videos, and infographics for free. You've been listening to a teacher podcast supported by Bank First. Bank First has been committed to the education community since 1972 and is proud to be invested in you. Visit bankfirst.com.au to find out more.